0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Merci pour votre achat de bottes en cuir fabriquées en Espagne. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: To Naked Girls Radio, and it's me, Sandra London. You're about to listen to my hot audio erotica. This story is an erotic short called "The Sweetest Death." Enjoy. Oi. The clutch, the thrust, your cock, my butt. Ooh, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Ooh, gimme, gimme, gimme your left. The throttle, the glide, you want to slip and slide. Ooh, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Inside, real high, you ride my left. Bonsoir, Monsieur D'Am. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, March 31st, 2014, and you're now listening to Playtime with Sondra Radio. I'm your hostess, Sondra London of livinggrind.com, broadcasting for you live from the sunny beaches of Southern California in connection with Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes Digital Podcast, and Naked Girls Radio the songs we just heard at the top of the hour were J'ai acheté mes en España, I bought my boots in Spain from the artist Muziak uh, and uh, Roots and Leaves from E-Cube. And in between that, you heard Sweetest Death, uh, one of my short form erotic poems. This evening, I'll be having an interview with uh, Kim. Kim Butler of Berlin. Uh, she's actually from California, but she's been living uh, in Europe for uh, the past few years. And I, I don't know, I've met her in a sense online um, via Twitter quite a while ago. And I've always been meaning to have her on my show, so I'm very happy to be able to interview her this evening. And um, I hope you all will enjoy our discussion. You're, you're free to call in. Once again, 858-815-2333. And we'll start that interview a bit earlier than I start most interviews because um, as she is in Europe, it is a nine-hour difference. So it is very, very early in the morning (laughs) for her. So I don't want her to have to wait like forever um, for, you know, for the interview to get started. So we shall do that very soon. I'm going to make sure all, all the sound and everything is fine because I'm actually broadcasting right now via Skype, which I have not done since like 2012, like one or two episodes. So make sure everything's cool and then uh, we shall start the interview. Her website is blackgirlinberlin.com and I will be interviewing her very shortly. So in the meanwhile, check out this next song. Um, I will do... Hmm. Uh... How about I I will do um rebel hero by a new nobility and I'll be right back with you. Rebel! I'm giving a call now to, uh, oh, hello? <laughs> hello, can you hear me? Yes, I, uh-oh, yes, I can kind of hear you. It's a little bit, um, hello? Yeah, are you able to hear me? <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh, hello? <laughs> yeah, let me take you up. Is this better? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. So much better. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Hello? yeah, so for everyone tuning in, um uh, I'm, I'm interviewing. I don't him. I don't know what could be um
1: Let me see if I can headphones. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: it sounded really good like a second ago. Let's see. I'm sorry. It sounded really good a second ago. Let's see how how it how it goes on I guess but um yes for everyone that is not familiar with your website please okay. uh describe, Go ahead. um uh, please subscribe your website to everyone who has not had a chance yet to check it out uh blackgirlinberlin.com Okay ah! <laughs> Hello <laughs> Oh no. Hello? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna call her back in a second. Um and see if, if we can work out the, the sound issues um soon. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, check out this next song real fast. Check out Kafka. <laughs> Shush. Check out uh Teen by Beto Villares. Yeah. And I'll be right back with you. <music> to Playtime with Sondra Radio and I am attempting to get uh, Kim of blackgirlinberlin.com back on uh, to the show so um, I believe she's attempting to call in right now she's going to try a little bit longer um, and see what's going on pardon excuse me what everyone okay hold on let's see okay okay
1: is this a little better
2: Yes, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm just it, my job is two levels and I was downstairs, so ah. I think that's why.
2: Ah, okay. Cool. Well, I'm very happy that it all all seems to work out just fine. Um I can hear you very well. So please uh explain for everyone a bit about your site, um com. um and yeah, let everybody know like what made you want to create a site and how you've liked it so far. Well, I created the
1: website when I first moved to Berlin just as a way to continue on what was uh, the ending of my adult industry career. And people were just really curious about the whole experience. So I figured, well, I had a blog then, so let me just change it to Black Girl in Berlin. And it um, really worked out at first, you know. Writing it, and I just wanted to come up with something catchy and to describe the experience because a lot of my friends and family were just completely baffled that I would even <clears throat> want to leave the United States to come to Germany.
2: Really? Okay. So, was going to Germany was that the first time you had ever uh, like traveled abroad, or had you done like shorter trips um, to Europe or anywhere else? Or um, I had done
1: well, the first time I came to Berlin was in 2010. With my friends, and then I had also been to different places in Central America as well. That's where I mostly liked to travel because it was warm and it was dollar friendly. So I went to,
2: um,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) So like Jamaica and Grand Cayman and Mexico and Belize and Bahamas and all those different places. And I'm forgetting. It's been about 20 countries total now before I decided to move to Berlin
2: time oh my goodness okay so then um did you have like uh I guess once once you decided to go did you tell your family like oh I'm just gonna go for just a little while or like um I don't know if or when <laughs> I'll be back is there kind of like a Plan is that duration or were you like I'll just be back when I don't know <laughs> some other time Well, no, they had
1: already had previously met um, my ex-boyfriend, the person that I moved out here for. So they had known that, okay, this is supposed to be permanent and, um, you know, she'll visit maybe once a year, twice a year. But um, it was really just something that they they thought would be rather permanent for me. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, and so, in the meanwhile, since you've had the site, have you made a few return trips for, like, holidays or things like that? Because I know from the beginning of where I was able to see the beginning of your site, um, it started out with how different um, holiday seasons were or um, are, are in Germany as far as uh, what to expect for Christmas dinner. <laughs> like, instead of some massive yeah. feast, there being largely beer and then cold cuts or cold meat, that kind of thing, like... It's, you know, you're like okay next christmas i'm going home for christmas or
1: yeah i figured i would be well i i've only been back one time since i've been here it was totally completely different experience and i thought that i would be making the same money i didn't know that berlin was kind of a depressed place even though they have this tech boom here the salaries are just really different from uh los angeles so you know, traveling back takes a lot more effort.
2: I wouldn't even really expect that in a way, just because I know Germany has one of the most, like, one of the strongest financial, I don't know, fiscal strength, I guess. That doesn't make sense. But whatever. It's, like, very strong economically as far as European countries. Definitely. Like, that it seems, like, daunting then that, like, IT professionals or, like, you know, um, academics or just techie types that they don't really make substantially like a very good amount of <laughs> regular dough or what? Like there's is there like that's not well like it's that's definitely true.
1: But just out in, in Berlin itself it's just um the wages are just much lower. I went to Hamburg and I was offered a job there and it was almost double my salary, so wow. it's, I just think it's the cost of living and just the the cost of, but everything else is lower. So the apartments are much cheaper and you have a a much different type of vibe here than you would have, let's say in Munich or Hamburg or Cologne or something like that. So um, it's definitely, um, I didn't know that.
2: So
1: (laughs) that was a surprise. Huh.
2: Okay. All right. And so um, I guess before you, before you um, started to do black girl in Berlin, with your blog before, was it primarily adult industry oriented and like that was the main thing or was it more like comprehensive of like more about Yeah.
1: It was it was kind of both. It was just like okay, my thoughts on working and then oh, I'm in this city or oh, I'm gonna do this shoot and this and that but this is what happened or you know, I try not to go too much into it because if people read the wrong thing then you're not of course you're not gonna
2: be working with them anymore. So yeah. I
1: tried to keep it really light.
2: Right. Okay. And so, um, uh, with who's now your ex-boyfriend, you met him while you're in Berlin for the Venus. Was it Venus sex show? Like, is that something that's similar to like AVN, this kind of thing? Yeah. Awards. It's like
1: AVN on steroids. It's just, it's a whole nother experience when you're coming from AVN to Venus because first they allow nudity, and yeah, I had met him just kind of walking around on my um off time and uh yeah you just started talking to me and and
2: were you nude at the time (laughs) or or was everyone around you was like were there set performers that were nude or was it kind of like like a because I know I remember just a few weeks ago I was reading something and it's like the nudist movement and there's a lot that like started with both France and Germany have like interest in just plain being nude all the time in certain areas or like campsites that they like encouraged everyone like come to our show and like <laughs> um nude preferably or or was it like a, <laughs> if you just feel like well, no, it. definitely people
1: walking <laughs> I mean people walking around in t-shirts and jeans or some people with their outfits but nobody was no none of the patrons were nude just the shows they would have would be Um, nude or um, goodness some of the girls were sometimes nude Um, I mean they just didn't have a problem if a girl you know took her top off or something like that but mostly the the working girls I don't think I ever saw any of the patrons get nude but you you do see interesting things like people wanting to get whipped in their S&M section that was pretty (laughs) interesting that they were doing that for real in their S&M booths I was like, okay, but I mean, that's, that's it's it, I
2: learned it there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's going to leave a bruise right there, that's, that's like
1: a, real- yeah, the guy was having red stripes on his back, it that's- was really like, okay, but I mean, I've been to, it's been more extreme than that, like the one in Slovenia is much more extreme, they'll have sex on stage. Oh, not?
2: Well, I know that, okay, I guess for everyone that that's tuning in that hasn't, had much experience with Europe just I guess know that things are different I guess there because I know that in well I can speak largely for or France or Paris that there are a lot of like just regular live sex demonstration type theaters and it's just very there's no protests about it there's no oh my gosh it just is there in a way and there's the red light districts and this and that like as far as for Germany, I've heard of, like, FKKs, but I've never been there. And for anybody that doesn't know what those are, those are, like, sex... Um, like a brothel yeah. sort, in a way. Um, but, like, everything... How can I describe it? It's just kind of there. There's not a big hullabaloo, like a, oh, we're going to go to Vegas, and what happens there stays there, and it's a naughty, wicked secret. It's just sort of like an everyday life thing of it's there and some people partake and some don't so like did you find similar experiences or have you um while being wow. there yeah you definitely see that at first it used to freak me
1: out like I, I felt like a prude even coming from my industry like oh my god there's an adult around on every corner like are, are these people serious <laughs> like there's kids around these kids are like naked people That are like it's Okay. Like, I think that they really—it's probably better that the kids are exposed to healthy habits of sex, or even not so healthy, so they know which decisions to make here. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. And so, um, okay. Earlier today, um, for for those of you listening, we were chatting a little bit, and um, in between chatting, I did check out like um a couple different sites with or not with excuse me, basically YouTube channels where there are girls or a few guys who are talking about their experience of being black or being of color. in, you know, Europe, there's one girl who's um, a black girl who's in Korea and all this kind of stuff. Um, Have you um, been able to collaborate with any of them at all? I I noticed there was like a Zara, Zara, I can't remember her last name, um, mentioned on your site. Yeah, Zara's it, yeah there's definitely Zara
1: Chiron I think it's C-H-I-R-O-N she's in um, Madrid I think she is or Barcelona um, I've met Nicola's the new black she just is mostly travel blogging things like that and then there's uh, yeah the girl in Korea I forgot her name and then there's another one um,
2: Tara I think her name was Tara I think
1: yeah And there's another one that she's Onika oh, a traveler but I've never met her but I tried.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, you have a lot of
1: people that talk about their experiences because you never really I mean, in America, you know, we're told that we're much more into the whole racist thing, but you just never experience it this way. It's it's just a weird experience to be a part of what is like essentially a micro minority in Germany. They don't have well, they don't claim to have the history that um, a place like UK or US or even Netherlands would have or France with um, having a large group of black people living in their country.
2: Right. Yeah. And has it been largely welcoming or largely just sort of like just different in general? Um, it's, you know, sometimes you're just kind of, it, it's like this, I'm not sure if I'm a
1: welcomed guest or unwelcomed, you know. I think it helps that you're from a Western country. I can't imagine what it would be like if I wasn't, and I kind of feel bad for those people. I mean, talking to refugees and, and cooking for them, uh, its you hear some pretty horror stories, but, you know, and I've had some myself personally, so um, sometimes I do... Ooh, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird because sometimes people are just not at all used to dealing with black people on like a on a let's say a peer scale. So you know most of especially in Berlin, like maybe a place like Hamburg or Cologne, the more western parts that weren't closed off from the the wall. But Berlin has such an interesting history, and there used to be a base here, but there's no longer a base, so you don't really have black Americans, you have mostly African immigrants or children or grandchildren of African immigrants and just the the community here is just very, uh, it's just not strong. So you have a lot of people who are just surprised that you are not married with kids or can I touch your hair stuff or where in Africa are you from? And, you know, qu- questions that you'd be like, are you seriously asking me this? Or just the fact that you have a person, uh, I guess a different type of personality, or we don't all go to church, we're not all just this huge block of people that we are actually different, or, I mean, I get accused of having an attitude problem all the time, because it's like, they're not even used to you not wanting to be in, completely immersed in their culture, which they are just like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> You're not... You don't. You're not really the person that we're supposed to be dealing with. Like you're supposed to always well, be wanting to be in it. Uh,
2: well, I think some people, yeah, and different places that I've visited, their limited exposure means that they're used to they're like some sort of ambassador type or like a celebrity type or somebody that comes and they're always smiling like the you know the pageantry wave and smile, and it's like a novelty of like this like strange being is here. And we have come to welcome them, but they're leaving in like three days, kind of thing. And like a sort of a yeah. daily habit of like going to the store and seeing the same, you know, foreigner all the time, and them having to get used to you of like, do I like this person or do I not? Because they're not just passing through. Then it's it sort of like it's sort of like a a relationship that evolves over time, with just just like the person that you get your bread from for like lunch or something. So, yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see. And there's
1: always an assumption that you're here taking from their system. So, hello? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, my phone just beeped. (laughs) Um, But um, there's always just this assumption that you're taking something, like you must be on welfare. I've been accused of that. Or you must be, you know, make trying to make kids so you can try to stay here or trying to get married so you can try to stay here. And I'm like, I don't know what people you've met, but <laughs> to be honest, most of the African national people have actually been quite educated and capable people. So I don't understand which type of people they're meeting, but even things like from my ex-boyfriend saying that every black girl he hadn't met in Berlin was a prostitute. And I realized that that was just completely false. So it just makes me wonder.
2: Something that's like, I think that's pervasive. I think, unfortunately, that exists not only in Europe or, you know, South America, but in the U.S. as well. It's like, you know, some men or some people have like a tendency to discount just a beautiful woman of color or whatever. Of like, well, she's beautiful. She's not talking to me or she's my way. Um, therefore, and then they get to fill in their own blanks in their head. Yet they don't know sure. if she was a student. They don't know if she was a professional. They don't know if she was a tourist. They don't know if she was a professional professional, like a you know she was she had a white collar job. That, like I don't know. It's sort of it's weird. Um, I guess the 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 image you have to counteract when you don't know what they're thinking, but at the same time can you ask me, you think I'm a whore? <laughs> Every person that looks exactly. like you. Exactly. Of like a, it, what? It's just an uncomfortable feeling at times with people that make snap judgments, I guess.
1: Exactly. And it's almost, it, it started to really affect me personally because it was just like, okay, I can't dress up too much, especially in a place like Berlin, which is extreme casual hipster style. And then you are coming from LA where it's heels and bags and, clothes and everything and then you come here and you're dressing like that so I had to drastically change my presentation and people are just surprised that you have a job and sometimes it's better than their job and that you're more educated than them and they're just like I don't know what to put you in because that's not a category of black that I've met yet you know so that type of thing happens or even at my job like this um we've been pulling these terrible night shifts and there'll be somebody who'll close the door right in my face who doesn't think that I work in this building and I have to take out my key and I'm like wow (laughs) you serious wow I've been to company parties and people are like do you work here I'm like it's not a big company I'm the only black girl here
2: so Mm -hmm. come on (laughs) do better (laughs) yeah no it's 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 that can be that can be daunting. I can relate, definitely. Um, okay, well, um, going backwards just a little bit, um, you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, uh, conversing with refugees and things like this. Like, where do the majority of refugees that you encounter and sort of interact with, where does the majority of them come from? Like, anywhere in particular in Africa? Um, or are they from not just Africa, but, like, elsewhere, Haiti? Um I don't know. Uh now you have this influx
1: of Syrian, that's that was pretty interesting, but uh-huh. you do have a majority African that are coming from South Sudan or um oh goodness, also Eritrean I've seen. How about but Chad? you know,
2: like I'm sorry? How about Chad?
1: Um, you know what, I haven't have met anybody from Chad Really? Uh, I should ask I don't even ask anymore Because I'm just like, oh, whatever We're just kind of giving you guys food And trying to, you know, everybody's being comrades And the, the way that they're being treated is just so bad That I just don't care most of the time They're mostly curious about me they're like, what are you doing and how did you get into this? And, you know, it's just kind of a sad situation because they're not allowed to really live or work or do anything for money. So it's um, it, that's mostly what I focus on. But I should ask some more. there got to be somebody
2: from Chad there. huh? All right. Well, then, OK, so then they're allowed to be there temporarily. They're granted some sort of temporary asylum, but they're not allowed to actually make wages. Yeah, they're not um they're not really
1: actually wanted. So they have these rules like the first place that you land is the place that you have to stay. So that's why you have like huge refugee pop- populations in places like Italy or Spain and people are just stuck because they're not able to yeah, they're not able to ever get a um a license to work. And they're definitely not able to um, get any sort of education or anything so or pursue anything. So it just makes it very um, difficult for them to become a part of society and they are looked upon as uh, leeches or whatever. People have to support them. But I think the people don't really understand how hard it is for them to even do the basics for themselves. Of course, every man on this planet wants to support themselves if given the chance but you have know, a lot of places not just Germany that make it like that so
2: hmm.
1: it's uh it's kind of a sad situation not kind of it is
2: yeah huh all right well all right am um, I don't know how to make this happier at, at this very moment but I'll try <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So tell me more, okay, let's move on to, let's see. Well, tell me more about, um, okay, because I've been to Berlin two or three times in my life, and Germany was actually the first country I ever visited um, when I was a senior in high school. And I remember uh, one store that I liked, and that is not only in Germany, but a bunch of other, like, um, European countries, and even, I think, in Argentina, was uh, Mango. And I saw that you mentioned Mango in one of your posts. And that made me smile to think about that. That was still like a bit too posh for for Berlin, um, and that they have like a yeah a, a grunge culture. I just remember the first time, or at least a part, you know, a subculture of grunge or something. Who knows? But I know that like um, when I went there for the first time, I did notice that very much. I saw a lot of blue hair, uh, mohawks, spikes, leather, uh, green hair. And I don't know, to me it was cool. I was 16, so I was like, wow, that's, wow, pretty cool. But, like, yeah, tell me more about, like, getting used to the fashion and the, like, oh, I got to go from what I think is just to walk out of the door, how I have to look in L.A. or California or just U.S. in general. And, like, okay, I got to tone down or or blend in or what, like, that process for you.
1: Well, for me, well, first of all, I lost pretty much everything when I moved here. Everything I shipped, I lost. So I had to start over. So I didn't have much left over except the stuff that I packed. How'd you lose so it? Kind of... Oh, man, this company, they said that they could ship um, properly to uh, the, the to Germany, but a lot of companies don't know you have to list everything that's inside that big box, and you have to have a contact number, which I gave them. I said, you guys can track me down for paying the shipping, but you can't track me down when customs needs to talk to me. So for Germany, pretty much anything that's coming inside this country, they want to make sure it's either yours, you pay taxes on it, or it's previously purchased. So you have to go down to Goodness, I'm forgetting this name right now, but um, you have to go down to this office and like if you even order stuff on Amazon, some people, you know, who ship things, I've I've had things shipped here and it still doesn't make it because people don't really know how to ship it. And I tell them just use DHL because that's German company. So <laughs> just use them. Um, but it was easy for me to kind of transition because I had only been left with like Five pairs of shoes, and you know a couple of things for the winter months, but um, I wear a lot of flats now, that's definitely something different. I'm five foot one, so wearing flats for me was just never a thing that I wanted to do, so wearing boots, a lot of flats and tennis shoes and um different things and then also um having to deal with um just buying um, my, I do still shop at Mango. I still appreciate the stuff that they I have. Like if I, mango. Wanna.
2: I like Mango. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my little
1: BBs, you know, it's like my, my, the closest I'm going to get to BBs because really you have Mango and then it's going to jump into designer. That's pretty much the, the mix. Or you have the secondhand stores that now I find myself in from time to oh, time.
2: Those are awesome. Those are actually very, yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's been nice, but then I think my mainstay here, just based on salary and me wanting to save money, is H&M. So I'm just now like and Jeans girl, and maybe from time to time I'll dress up. But when I do, it's just, it's too much. So I just, I'm like, okay, I still don't know what's the in-between for dressing up, because sometimes I'll go and then be way underdressed. Like I remember they had a, a big Venus after party. And people were just like really, you know, heels, full makeup, everything. And then sometimes I'll go to like um, they have these jazz nights and I'll be wearing a nice shirt. And then you have people like, oh, are you singing tonight? Are you singing? Like that's another thing. If I go to anywhere that there's live performances, they always
2: assume. You're the (laughs) entertainment. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And I was just like, no, I'm just here. Well, how do you know everybody that's here? I'm like, well, they're all Americans, so we just kind of try to stick together. But no, I'm not singing. Well, what do you do? And I'm like, I have a really boring job. You would not think that. So when I tell them they're so disappointed, data analyst? Oh. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Oh. Sorry to burst bubble.
2: And okay, and um were you able to go to or have you been able to go to since you're still in europe? um have you been able to go to a lot of um a lot of concerts Because uh, I know one of the things from your side i I' was doing my research, but with the whole Lauren Hill like that you got tickets to see Lauren Hill, but were are you able to like is it like a regular thing to be able to check out music or? Oh, yeah. That's what
1: I do love about Berlin, that everything is like a fraction that you would cost. Like, for example, I bought tickets to Chardet when she was back in L.A. I think it was mm -hmm. 2010 or 11. And um, I bought those tickets and I sold them and then bought the plane ticket to Berlin and saw the show. So I was like, wow, eh, this is ridiculous how much we pay for tickets for concerts, but I was able to see people who have big names like Lauren Hill. I mean, her tickets are always going to be pricey because that's her, but people like uh, my favorite, Robert Clasper, who comes out here for like 28 euros, or you have um, a lot of different hip-hop things and rappers and different jazz stuff, and you won't find a show that's going to be more than 28 euros. That's awesome for me. So Wow. I try to go to something every week and I mean if, if there is something and I'm now it's wrapping up because it's getting a little warmer so that's nice. Yeah. Huh. And so people coming.
2: And and how how warm does it actually get in the summer because yeah, when I went it was like January the first time I went. I don't remember what time it well, one time was summer but I don't remember if I was very warm or not, but does it get, in Berlin, does it get warm? Well, I imagine Munich must get, must get a lot warmer, but yeah,
1: Berlin. <laughs> it's
2: probably going to be, it's probably going to cap
1: out at 80, like a few days, it'll be like 88, maybe. And that'll be like two days out of the year, but it's going to stay in the mid seventies for a couple of months. And then, you know, you start to get a sicker again i'm sure you've experienced that like it was 61 um on the weekend and I'm, and i'm walking out in a light jacket and i remember if this was california i'd be freezing my ass off so <laughs> you know so now it's just all relative like wow it's 60s and 60s ooh let's you know have leave, leave the heavy jacket at home but you have um Yeah, it's not really gonna be so warm in the summertime. It really depends. Like some, I've been here one summer. It was just hot. I couldn't take it. Mm -hmm. And then you have because especially the air conditioning stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: Tell me about that because yeah, I know (laughs) in France, like like a lot of the time, I would be there towards the. There was one summer I spent a lot. You know, the majority of the time was very warm, extremely. but a lot of the times I was just leaving or just getting there right after like the hottest times and they don't always use or even have the proper air conditioning facilities. Um and so yeah, like is Germany's similar with that if, like they don't quite get it unless it's like a big old hotel of like how to like not have people dying of heat stroke. <laughs>
1: Unless it's new, I've only seen one apartment that had air conditioning, and that guy had a very good job. So so I've never – but you have, like, the city is definitely two different cities just based on the history of the wall. So you have the older west side that, no, you're not going to find air conditioning. But I'm looking at my office now, and I don't think they have air conditioning in here either. So – (laughs) <laughs> you know, you and I work in the East, which is mostly newer, sort of newer than the West based for the construction. But no, my ex is just like, fan, that's all we have. He's like, you people are going to get sick. They have this thing like, <laughs> you cannot walk from hot into cold because that'll get you sick. And I'm like, okay, whatever you say. I just think that that's what the building people tell you so that they don't have to redo their buildings. <laughs> that's what
2: they're- they're, well, yes, I do think they might have a slight 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 point to that but it took forever to realize how or why. But I know like I, I would always get either either upon leaving or upon coming to Europe I would get a little bit sick and it wasn't just from the canned air in the airplane. It was from like I don't know, like a too much hot and cold or I just felt like my body felt confused of how to regulate itself because of drastic changes in temperature. Like I got used to Never wanting ice and drinks ever. Like if it wasn't already chilled in a in a fridge somewhere, just from general chilling, then I don't want ice. Like, and I still keep that habit. Like even in you know in the U. S. where you wouldn't be looked at strange for wanting ice. Everyone wants ice, and I'm the one that's like, no, no ice. <laughs> like I don't know. There's there's a there's I don't know. They're just more rugged, maybe. They're like just deal with it. It gets hot. Just deal with it. <laughs> I know.
1: I think that's just what it is. They're just like, okay, you guys just don't know how to understand that weather gets warm and things like that. But even the issue with ice, like putting, I have friends who just have the Coke laying on their desk for days at a time. And you're just like, what are you, what is this, a punishment to drink Coca-Cola? I don't understand. It's supposed to at least be cold. You know, I just don't, I don't understand that. And um, yeah, the ice thing. I just gave up. I asked for ice, and it's like, okay, we'll we'll give her three cubes. <laughs> it's like,
2: yeah. okay, uh, I'm just gonna yeah, leave this alone. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I don't know. This is kind of funny for a tangent, but yes, it's true. Because like most most places, if they're nicer, then they'll at least try to keep everything chilled. Like, where okay, I want a, I want a orangina or I want a sprite, or this. It'll at least be chilled, you know, not never icy, but just not lukewarm, <laughs> not toasty. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I don't know how they, they they do it. Like, it's just
1: the only thing I'll drink lukewarm is water. And then they look at me crazy like, uh, tap
2: water? Yeah. Just tap water? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> see, I'm with them on that one right there because I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't like this what this
1: Charla this um, fizzy water that they have everywhere because they invented okay. this stuff. So they have it everywhere,
3: oh. and
1: they look at me when I'm like, steal this bitte, please, please," and they're like, "Ew, you must be American, you know? Like, <laughs> like sorry."
2: Said you, you tricked us. <laughs> we thought we thought you were one of us, maybe. And you're tricky. <laughs> yes, you will. Exactly. You will gonna get used to it, because I think you have many more moons to spend in Europe. I think you're gonna get used to it. You're gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. What else was it? Um. are there a few others. Okay. One cool, interesting thing to me was that uh, one of your ex-boyfriends' his name was Stefan. And that was the name of one of my ex-boyfriends. It's not the same one, but yes. <laughs> that name is, like, to me, the epitome of Germany. Like, Stefan. Stefan. I don't know. Yes,
1: and there's, like, ten of them when you say that name. Yes. And they all look but <laughs> like his best friend is also named Stefan. I think it's like these groups of years that they just had a favorite name and everybody's named that. Like right now it's Maximilian, and well, that's fine, I guess. But um, so all you have all these ten and twelve year old kids named Max, and you're like, okay, well you don't need to name every kid Max.
2: I wonder. You can- <laughs> that is. I wonder. Yeah,
1: I I just think it's. Um, well, I mean, I won't say they, they're not creative. I just think that when they like something, they like trends. it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what else? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess while we're talking about German men, uh, feel free to share your life in general with European men if there is a difference to you. Uh. <laughs> Well, I
1: had to deal with a lot of like um, uh, the older ones. I just wrote something about this, the different categories that I can come up with about trying to date these last four months almost.
2: Yeah, I did see that. I did see that post about like, I, okay, I don't really speak German, but like, ich the Sparte something. I love black women.
1: I love black girls, yeah. So, I mean, that's what they think. It's like the thing that you're supposed to say. You're like, Um, no, it's, you know, thank you, but, um, okay. Like, do you, you know, do you want a cookie? Like sometimes I'm just like, okay, so what if I say, I love German guys, you know, I don't think they understand how that could kind of feel sometimes, but, um, you have a lot of older, especially if they're out drunk or something. And I live in the far, far West where you're going to have more Germans and less expats. So it's, you know, it's more Germanized, um, like in the East, it's going to be expats and um, lots of Turkish uh, Arab mix.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so you have um, like I do also a lot of online dating because I, I'm just used to that from the States. But here it's like, OK, you have the average 50 plus. German who's like, I really like you and I want to take you out. And I'm also interested in marriage down the line. And they're telling you like everything right then and there, And just like, okay, I don't need a visa, sweetheart, but thank you for the offer. And I really would like to just go. And some of them, they'll get like, well, I like you, so you should like me because I am interested in you. And you're like, it doesn't really work like that. It, you, know, right. you have to. It has to be mutual. And then you have some who are very unattractive. This is something that my ex told me when out when we were. Um, well, we still get along, but when he was explaining to me, he's like, "I have some very ugly friends with terrible jobs who think, okay, when when I take a black girl, um, I will she must be beautiful and gorgeous and everything." You're just like, okay. So, but, but look at you though, like that doesn't match. So A lot of them don't, seem I mean, it's like, they think that they are kind of, it's almost like we're doing you a favor kind of attitude. So I've been, but these are people who are like, I wouldn't say the most educated, well traveled people in the world. I would call them mostly hillbillies or blue collar workers type, dreamers, you know, dreamers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have that group who you run into unexpectedly because I live where I live, but then you have kind of like the um, the younger hipster type that maybe thinks they know a thing or two or maybe has even been to Africa, but well, then they I, think they know everything.
2: I'm sorry? I, sorry. I'm just going to interject real fast. I just think with some of them, some of the, the guys of the, the first genre you're talking about of like, how they're like, yes, you know, I love black women, you will work for me. This, or not, work, like, your look works for me, or whatever, this kind of thing. I just think they're almost trying to do, like, a reverse whammy on you of, like, I don't know, I think Western blacks carry themselves or in a certain different way in their fashion, their appearance, their, their I don't know, comportment, I guess, I don't know if that's, if I, if that's the right translation for it, is um, so different that, I think they know that you're different, that they know that you're capable. They know that you're you're of a Western ilk where I can't actually see them. Um, I don't know. It's sort of like they know that they benefit at the same time as you, but they want to sort of make you feel like I'll take care of you. You need a visa, you need merit, you want to stay here, as if they don't know that you've already – You already know you can be like I don't know like they want to yeah make you second guess yourself in a way but just sort of like pull a fast one I think they know they can tell the difference of like you got to try harder you can just say hi hello you know try try harder by just talking to me like you know hi (laughs) 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 instead
1: of don't assume I get this a lot though a lot of I mean. Obviously, I'm black, but it's like black equals only one thing that only could be from Africa. That's it. That's it. And I even get this from American blacks. So they'll be sitting there and talking to me. And I remember this guy talking for about 10 minutes. And he was like, you're you're from the States. And I was like, yeah, you didn't notice that we have the same (laughs) accent. And he was also from L.A. And he was black. And he was like, I just didn't, you know, it's just, you know, I also have dreadlocks now. And he's like, you just don't look. Like I was like like I should look. I don't know what is that supposed to. What What are you getting at here? I was like, you also have dreadlocks. So what do you think
2: of, of that? What kind of question?
1: Well, oh, well, like,
2: does that serious? That they They can't. They, I guess they forget that they can't get outside of their own head in a way because they don't keep yeah. mirror with themselves. They don't look at themselves speaking. Otherwise, they probably say a lot fewer ignorant things. <laughs> in a way of like I don't know I think I don't know sometimes everyone like you know black white whatever that we carry our own our own our mindset is not always our own that we carry like the attitude of where we're from like you know there's differences in just southern uh, women and western or you know west coast women and women from the south and east coast chicks like but there's just a different mindset and that we're not always the ones talking when we speak. Sometimes it's where we're from that's speaking. Um, And it just is shocking when you expect everybody that looks like you to be just like you and they aren't. (laughs) And and that's, that's why, why like I was telling um, for everyone tuning in earlier, um, mentioning places um, that I've been like London, which is like a whole other world to me. It's like, its own other universe where a lot of people want to go and live and like most people for most people it's awesome and yet for me it's like they're they're different from America like not in a bad way it's just like you can't just be like oh I'm gonna go live abroad or study abroad and I'm gonna go to Australia or England or like New Zealand because they speak English so it'll be the same it's like no (laughs) so some people just don't don't always understand the difference i guess i don't i don't know if i'm explaining it right but yeah anyway
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's definitely the differences with london like you you see it almost well i mean for me it was immediately with the driving on the other side and then the like we were talking about earlier the slang and all this stuff yeah so it, it was just like um can you just speak plain english no <laughs> Slang, no nothing, whatever you think <laughs> might not be able be to be understood, and then you then it gets in their mind like, oh, she's not she's not English, so. But I've also been mistaken for English, which kind of my ex always used to be like, I swore you're from London, and I was like, it's because you don't hear English at all because you live in Germany, the land of dubbing over everything. So <laughs> it's almost as bad as France. I mean, they're right up there. Like they don't have the schools of making every English word into French like they do, but um, there is this debate about the German language and, you know, how English, whatever, how much English do they really want into it? And you're just like, are you serious? You know, the language has to live on through the people. And yeah, we respect it, but I mean, there's, that's how I think English has been able to survive for so long because it can change and evolve. But if you have a language that if you translate German directly into English, it's going to sound like old, old, old English. So maybe it does need a facelift.
2: Sometimes, sometimes, although in certain ways, I guess I learned to be a language purist in a certain way, uh, but only uh, maybe only because of having lived in France, of seeing how much pride goes into the French language. So when I think of, I mean, there's there's one or two very particular things I don't like about um, their standards, but they have, like, uh, you know, a whole academy devoted to, is this word okay, or is there a better French word for words, for for terms that we just didn't have before, so anything that has to do with technological stuff, or, like, email is not, you know, is it courrier électronique, or is it? Email oh, no. like, it's courrier électronique. We're not going to make it, like, a Frenchy English word. It's going to be courrier électronique. It's electronic mail in French. Whatever, like, I get it. I understand that in a way. And I guess for for France, they do have a lot of theaters where you'll see tons of American movies, um, but they only do just the subtitles where they don't dub it over. And I appreciate that, that they're like, okay, we, we respect our... Um, our French language, we want to preserve it as much as possible, but we also, when we watch a foreign movie, we want to watch it and hear those foreign people speak, and then we'll just read what they're saying. Like, I appreciate that. You don't always get that like, anywhere. Um, yeah. So, I do I
1: mean, I definitely understand that part of it, but then I also work with a bunch of French people that refuse to learn German, so sometimes I'm just like, well... How dare you guys big up this language so hard then you step into the neighboring country and you refuse to learn what, not one word? Not one? Like, like, what are
2: they there? What are they there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I have no idea. And, like, I, I remember my coworkers saying like they something. They could stay at home and just work on the computer in France. Like, what?
1: Exactly. I'm just like, well, what is it, you know, because they're always like really making these terrible jokes that the German, the German coworkers and the German people are like, we live here where this is, you know, I was like, it's like the only country, one of the few countries in the world that you can just basically, excuse my language, shit on all the time because of something that they did, you know, so it's like the French are holding on to that for dear life, but I'm like at least you know pick up some words, you know it's just kind
2: of rude, you know well, yes I, yeah, I would totally agree with that that is rude, um but it's so funny how they can all be so close together um geographically speaking and yet so far away because i you, you're <laughs> seeing that with your with your French and German coworkers, and i've seen that with my french and uh, uh british uh friends and like fellow students while i was living in france of like they'd make their snide jokes you know the 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 british about the french and the french in the reverse but it was usually more so the brits talking about france than, than the reverse. Oh, but yeah it's Where like it's you guys are an there. hour away of a flight like seriously what like <laughs> <laughs> yep and
1: yeah I just don't
2: get it. I was like,
1: okay, if if I, it's like if New Yorkers spoke another language, I would hope that I would want to pick it up. Like, of course, I've picked up some Spanish and stuff like that. I mean, Mexico's right there for us in California. Right. But I just don't understand the, the, how they could be so close and yet so different
2: mm-hmm. from
1: each other. But I guess that's
2: Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I actually I wrote I wrote a list of cool stuff. Let's see. Um. Okay. There are okay a few different things. Let me see. Where where will I go next? Um. Okay. All right. Let's talk about hair. Hair care. Um. While in a, a strange land. <laughs> um. I saw that you said that you're able to find like products that you liked and stuff like that that um you were able to find in stores out there. Um, and that you also really like coconut oil and stuff like that. Um, I love coconut oil. I love argan oil, all this stuff. But I found, like, for me when I was in France to get my hair done, I had to go to, like, very specific areas. You can't just show up anywhere and try to get your hair done. Like, it's not going to work. And to just buy certain products, you also have to go, like, very specific places. Like, is there an area in Berlin where you're like, okay, this area, if I want to get my hair done as a black woman, where should I go? Like, is there an area or you just have to know people? They're <laughs> <Or> like... Well, <gasps> yeah, they're not very um,
1: well advertised at all. It's like they're so anti-website. I don't get it <laughs> with the small businesses. Sometimes they're just going to be like, I'll do it for free just so I could, like, get people to your shop. This makes no sense. But i mean there's there is kind of like a black neighborhood here vetting um which you could find stuff there i mean I'm lucky there's a they call them afro shops right up the street from me mm-hmm. um but I use a lot of household stuff now just to avoid trying to search for stuff because the the dreadlocks I've not gotten my hair done while I've been here, period, mm-hmm. so I just do it myself, and um luckily, I was able to to do it myself for so long but um i mean there's a there's a place ebony and ivory i think that's definitely they have a website um but no there's just not so much so you have a lot of people there that just wear a lot of wigs and and uh weaves Mm. if they can find a place but uh, i just didn't want to they have terrible selection and i just i like my hair natural so yeah that's um that was just the hardest part of just having to make that decision of, um, okay, well, I'm going to stick with the natural, but how do I do it when they have products that full of stuff I would never put on my hair? And so I just started looking up recipes. and I bought a book and just started making those recipes for conditioning my hair. And But, I mean, for the other girls that don't know, we actually, this group of ladies have been doing these natural hair shows and just, selling the products directly to them and trying to get more people to come out and get more education uh, about their hair you know it's very tough and is that
2: is it because a lot
1: of women are just
2: uh oh oh, sorry is it based in berlin or do you travel throughout germany um with the hair shows and like well all the shows
1: that they do All the shows that I go to are just in Berlin. I don't, I'm not traveling. The girl who's selling these products, um, she's based out of London. Okay. So, you know, she's coming around. And then I, they have another lady that goes all around Germany because you do have this group of, um, well, they call them afro but they're basically biracial kids who, mm-hmm. you know, are dealing with a lot of... Um, single mothers who don't know how to do their child's hair. So mostly that's what it's about. It's just like, okay, basic education. But then you have a lot of other black women who are just like, I just, you know, need to do something with my hair and I don't always want to throw a wig on it and I don't always want to braid my hair to death. So
3: right. you know, how
1: can I how can I do that? So that's been really successful for them. I'll just promote it for them whenever they have it and
2: go. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Um well, okay. So, aside from Berlin, um, do you want to briefly go over any other cities in Germany that you'd like? And also, if there's any city that is actually better for um, finding, like, where you're like, I could just be walking in the main area and find at least one or two really good, like, black hair salons.
1: (laughs) Hmm, I would probably say Hamburg would probably be... Interest Because that's the highest concentration Of black people in Germany Is Hamburg okay. And you have different um, Income levels Like Berlin It just seems everybody's like Making nothing But okay. in Hamburg You could see like a black guy Walking down the street with a suit on So I was like, all right, that's different. That's cool. So, um oh, that's you sad. Know. That is sad. <laughs> that's sad. It, it, is, it is, is though, but once you start to notice it here in Berlin, you're like, oh my god, is everybody poor? Oh my what? god, this is easy i swear it's just it really this is like that that's that fashion, you
2: don't know that's that's fashion. like grunge everybody looks
1: poor it's like grunge <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like sometimes you just don't know you're like okay you talk to somebody and they're like i'm an engineer but you have holes in your shoes okay you know whatever i mean whatever however you want to dress but <laughs> amber <clears throat> definitely i think it's probably a good place i heard cologne or it's i've never been to cologne though so okay. i've only ventured the only place I'll go is if I need to go, so Hamburg, Frankfurt, Munich, and then I want to go down to the army base in the south. No, That'll be it for me. I don't really particularly like traveling by myself in Germany just because I still have some angst about um, being alone and being like, I don't like the stairs, and sometimes the harassment is... It happens. So, I mean, they're just like, just be strong. But you're just like, I don't know how strong I could be.
2: Oh, no. You have to to overcome that seriously because, I don't know. I don't know. I traveled quite a bit by myself. Um, Usually I I always had at least one person with me, but I have traveled quite a bit by myself. And seriously, like, just have a strong sense of of self and nobody's going to mess with you. Like, I don't know. No – I don't know. For me, I guess I always would have a a sort of I don't know a sort of scenario in my head of like if somebody starts acting weird, I know how to act even weirder. Where they'd be like, <laughs> maybe just mess with this girl. She is she might be very she might be like, like what like I don't know just a certain sort of uh, you know if you look vulnerable and you stay looking vulnerable or worried like when you get that fear that's when you lose it so when you like have the sort of sense of like it's all good if something bothers me I'm going to face it with the well I'm I'll be crazier than that (laughs) but it's like how that like carries you through and like people just kind of leave you alone in a way because you just sort of do your own thing as if everything you do and the exact reason why you're there is normal and natural then they're just like, well, I guess they're, you know, they seem to like they feel like they should be there in that seat, going this place or that or whatever. Like I don't know, you got to do it. Yeah, I, I
1: have to, to try it. that because <laughs> I just I don't know. The first year it was just like rough. It was rough. I had just crazy. Well, I don't even know if he was crazy. Just some random guy that decided, oh, I'm going to spit on you today because that's what I'm going to do. And I've heard other stories from ladies about that. Wait, somebody spit on you? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I was on the train, and everybody's like, where were you? And I'm like, in the middle of the city. Like, it wasn't the country. It was the middle of Berlin. And I did smell alcohol in his breath, but I didn't notice that he was drunk. I was just kind of sitting there, and, Uh, you know, I just forget.
2: I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to pray and hope that, like, he really was drunk, and he really didn't mean to do that, because that is disgusting. Oh, the only person yeah, that ever, I... like, spit on me that I can remember, <laughs> like, well, second person, was a dude in, like, France who, like, he got very, 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 very drunk, and I had to help him find his way home, and he was, like, 19, and, of course, the drinking age was, like, 16 or 18 there, but, like, find his way home because nobody would take him home. Um, and he was drunk and like all slurring his words in French and trying to tell me where I lived in French so while slurring and very drunk and he puked all over the metro and all over me. And I must have been a saint because I still helped him like not die or something. Like oh, I don't Yeah. Yeah. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that guy's probably drunk, but otherwise you would have every right to be like super freaking like Highly agitated and very mad. <laughs> He's so tiny. That is gross. Anyway. Yeah. I just got off the train and then
1: I called my my boyfriend at the time and I was like, uh, pick me up at Zara. <laughs> I was just Like I'm gonna buy some stuff. And I was pissed and I was just like, I I I don't I don't know what to do with this people. They like have, what? How do I, I? gyms
2: like, out there, be like, where's the gym? I'm gonna go take a shower. This is gross. Like. Yeah,
1: I went and washed my face somewhere and then just, I'm just like, I'm going to buy something because that that was just what I'm, that's what I do when I'm sad, but I was, it was just like, what, what am I supposed to do, you know, or with the, sometimes it's this hostile staring or just sometimes it's just weird things like um, certain people, you have a lot of small town people that come to Berlin from Germany So you have a lot of that, like, I'll be walking down the street and somebody asks me for directions and then I'll say something, but then kind of, like, they call it danglish, so they're like, why don't you speak German? And I'm like, "Um, you must be new here. You must be new to Berlin, because half these people ain't speaking German, let me tell you right now.
2: Oh, my goodness. So,
1: you know, I was just like, you must not be from here, and I just walked away, like, I don't have time for that. But you have a lot of people who you know, they just assume, you know, but they're, you, when you find out that they're also from a small town, so it's like somebody coming up from, oh goodness, well, I'm from Riverside, you know, somewhere small, coming to L.A. and just assuming that they know, they should know everything about the city, when they really don't, so. Right.
2: yeah, right,
1: well. You guess, deal with that.
2: I guess with, with with Europe, or even, I guess, bigger cities in the U.S., um, well, I guess, New York compared to l a or something like that, like eye contact and staring is like highly unwelcome almost everywhere I've been in Europe <laughs> um and almost well almost everywhere outside of the u s and and especially um in New York, I think wanting to smile and look at people and just your eyes might just rest on a face like I think that's a California thing or something or a West Coast because. Yeah, I learned to not just don't even, unless you need to, like don't even look at people in the eyes ever. So. Yeah, here I it's
1: just a daily life for me. It's just daily yeah. life. And yeah. I realized that really fast because, you know, you just try to stare back and they have no shame. They will stare and stare and well, yeah, turn around. yeah, like it's stare. a
2: challenge, like a threat in a way. But like it's either – as a woman looking at a a guy think gets to come on or a hostile stare like it rarely ever is welcome like i don't know like i don't know that's what i explain to people i'm just like well what the hell you know and i can
1: understand okay well i haven't seen somebody that looks like that but then turning around and looking and then you're like okay well this is what, what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to deal with that? How would you feel if every day you had to deal with just <laughs> to the point where I have to wear headphones and just get my mind off of it, you know, or yeah. even simple things like, sorry.
2: No, 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 no. I'm, I hear you. I, I, I have and had experienced that more so, well, quite a bit everywhere, <laughs> but like more so um argentina probably buenos aires is where i felt like i could feel the weight of looks at me like where i felt heavier walking like i felt 10 pounds of weight or something holding me down it's like people staring and not even just curious of huh that's interesting like a what the why are you here kind of thing <laughs> that was buenos aires for me <laughs> but like yeah i just yeah, yeah. i just learned to look Away and stay out of the way, um, uh, um, and like walk a lot, <laughs> like because they're well, lightning country, in a way, and like in France and Italy, all these places, the the amount of or the the what would you call it? The lack of space. Um, I guess, so, social proxemics or whatever, like you're going to be smashed around people in metros and all this kind of stuff. And you will know that mm-hmm. very much and deeply within your soul in Rome. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And like all these different places and you know, um, and, and Latin cultures are going to be very close to these people and you have to still be like, and I'm not looking at you in the face, I promise. Because sometimes you're going to be like grossed out of like, mm-hmm. you know, this person's going to try to lean up against you um, this person's a guy and trying to lean up against you behind you on the metro, and a very busy metro, very happy to be with yeah. you. You're like ew, or you just kind of, kind of like, almost in a way, like, try to find where there's very disinterested people or largely women to be like in crowded places around, um, and just to sort of know that like everywhere in a way is sort of sort of pseudo-sharia law in a way of like like when you're in public sometimes you have to like pretend like you need to be Mother Teresa-esque and sort of avoid being in, in arm's distance of some people or some I don't know, Yeah. to avoid that. Like now I've been
1: <laughs> starting to figure out, like, who's crazy, who, you know, who not to really probably talk to or whatever or look at or just even be in their line of sight. Just let them get their stare on and just keep walking because, it's, you know, or just basic stuff like when we were eating dinner one time I was on a date and this guy, uh, he was just like, oh, my God, how do you deal with this? He was like, I feel weird hanging out with you as if i feel like like i feel like i'm doing something wrong like you're supposed to be my lady for the night and we were just at a regular place I had regular clothes on and he was like the family right next to us just stopped what they were doing to watch me put on my jacket and it was just like okay i'm just uh, he was like how do you just not notice us like of course i noticed that but what am i supposed to do bark at them like what? i don't know
2: what to do like thanks for rubbing it in buddy hello <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, exactly i was like i feel it i can tell them the mother the father and the child was just like oh what is
2: this? damn i don't know i don't know i, I don't know well when sometimes okay certain of those situations sometimes i think of okay what would um and then fill in the blank what would so-and-so do i think of your most gregarious outgoing friend ever of like you know, they would turn everything into some kind of a positive situation of like you either have to just ignore it and leave and try to go somewhere else where people look le- look less or be like, "Hi, how's it going?" Like strike up a conversation. Yet, if you're with somebody else, then it's like you don't want to be doubly embarrassed or embarrassed like both of you in a way of like, you know, making yeah. a false conversation of just to make them stop being rude. Oh, in a way. So if it's like full-on, like, zombie styles and it's like, you should probably just, let's go to a different restaurant. <laughs> let's
1: go somewhere else.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were leaving by that point, but it was just <laughs>
1: like, he was like, this is ridiculous. He's like, it's not just here. It's everywhere we go, there's just people staring I was Like, I don't know why. It could just be your girl. It could just be they think you're pretty, whatever, you know. But I have a friend, he'll just say hello. And they'll be like, hello. And the, the people, they get all scared because they think that they're being slick about staring. I'm like, "Like, you're
2: not being slick. We could completely tell. We see exactly what you're doing. Sorry. They think you're in a, like a, like a invisible, like, uh, whatever it's called, uh, a see-through glass. Yeah. They can look. They don't see. They do sometimes. And we totally are. They don't know. Oh, they do. Yeah. It's. I would say just imagine it could be worse. In the meanwhile. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa. Oh my goodness. Like, what are we now? There's six minutes. A little bit more than six minutes left. We have had. (gasps) Wait, hello? (laughs)
3: Uh
2: Uh-oh. I think I might have lost. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. Mm Hey, that's weird. so uh, Okay. Um how do I connect this call with this one? Um yeah. Wait. <sighs> Can you still hear me? <laughs> uh oh. Oh. Alright, I'm gonna try Yes. Okay. So, for everyone tuning in, you're listening to Sandra London on Playtime with Sandra Radio, and we're coming almost to a close. Um, um, to, uh, to the inter, jeez, <laughs> my interview with Kim Butler of uh, BlackGirlInBerlin.com. Um, and I don't know if I'm able to rejoin the calls, but we've had a very thrilling interview um to say the least and i will be um putting up more um, information on my website on liveandgrind.com aka to live and, grind in LA.com. and feel free to check out her website blackgirlinberlin.com um it's a very cool website and um i don't know it's very exciting for me i wish that when i was living in Paris but I would have done something similar to what she and other travelers have done um, to recount my experiences while actually there um, and also video maybe audio kind of thing with it um, I, w- I would have loved to have done that so yes um, I think she's awesome I think world travelers are awesome in all shapes and forms and varieties um, and yeah I had a lot of fun this evening so I hope that we have um another interview together um and I will have her back on my show if she um would like to be on the show again so um uh, seeing as that uh, seeing that there are only a few more minutes left, I will play a song um on the way out, and um I will be back um next weekend uh. Mm, 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 mm. On Sunday, (laughs) there you are.